Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Passionate about standing up for all Canadians. Canadians. The Roy Green Show continues. Tomorrow on the program, we're going to be talking about the border somewhat um, because of what's happened in Europe. Angela Merkel, the chancellor of Germany, who was in danger of losing her position as the leader of Germany and the most powerful politician in Europe and one of the most powerful politicians in the world, has uh, found it necessary to agree to a compromise as far as opening up her country is concerned to migrants have had over a million Migrants enter the country since uh, 2015. Now, uh, Ms. Merkel, who was facing stiff opposition within her own larger coalition of parties to form the German government, has agreed to uh, open border camps for migrants who want to enter Germany. And they're going to start sending people back more quickly. So big changes in Europe. What's happening on our border? We'll get into all of that tomorrow. On, uh, on the show. Also tomorrow, this is going to be particularly interesting given what we've been talking about for the last number of weeks. Uh, Pamela Meyer is going to be joining us, and she's the author of Lie Spotting, How to Spot When People Are Lying, and it's an entire formula. It's quite fascinating, and uh, so we're going to talk to her about that. A lot coming up on the show. Later on today, it's Beauties and the Beast with Catherine, Linda, and Michelle and me. Scott Newark's coming up in about 10 minutes' time, and with us now is uh, Tom Quiggan, who's a fairly regular contributor to this program. Uh, he has the uh, his, his podcast. We'll talk about that in a second. And he's a former Canadian military intelligence officer, former intelligence contractor for the RCMP, and a court-appointed expert on terrorism in both the federal and criminal courts of Canada. He's the author of Submission, The Danger of Political Islam to Canada with a Warning to America. I was uh, quite interested in a column that you wrote for the investigativeproject.org, Tom. Canada is funding and supporting terrorism front groups with taxpayer money. And you mentioned uh, Ikra Khalid, the Liberal Member of Parliament, who talked about $23 million going to some multicultural programs in Canada. Are you drawing a line between what uh, the MP said and where the money's going? Well, this is interesting, Roy. Ikra Khalid announced $23 million uh, in funding for a multicultural program, which was she very clearly stated was related to the M103 anti-Islamophobia program. But the two groups that she mentioned that really jumped to mind are Islamic Relief Canada and the National Council of Canadian Muslims. Um, 
Islamic Relief is particularly interesting because if you go onto Google or something like that, you can find several major sources which are credible and reliable that say Islamic Relief Canada and its parent group, Islamic Relief Worldwide, funds terrorism. So the United Arab Emirates, which is a Sunni Muslim Arab Gulf state, says it's a terrorist funding group. The state of Israel came to the same conclusion. Uh, HSBC Bank, one of the world's 10 largest banks, has cut off Islamic Relief, saying it's a terrorism funding outfit, as has UBS Bank of Switzerland, another very large organization. Here in Canada, the Financial Post pulled Islamic Relief Canada off their preferred charities list, quoting concerns about terrorism funding. And then we had Lorenzo Vadino in the Canadian Senate testifying that Islamic Relief is one of the largest Muslim Brotherhood front groups in Canada and notorious for its, you know, uh, terrorism funding. So it's quite startling to see Ikra Khalid uh, saying that we're going to take taxpayers' money and give it to an organization which is globally to be a terrorist funding outfit. One would think that if public money is going to go to a, a group in Canada, you'd expect that group to be above board or perhaps even a little better than average. But nonetheless, Roy, here's where we're at. Uh, your taxpayers or your tax dollars are going towards funding groups which are known to fund terrorism. And how does this, uh, how does this, uh, this group def- define itself? Ah, well, it's an interesting outfit. There's Islamic Relief Worldwide, which is the parent organization in the United Kingdom. Uh, it operates in a couple of dozen different countries, one of which is Canada through its local affiliate, Islamic Relief Canada. Now, in fairness to them, they do do some valid charity work, which is typically disaster relief or refugees, that sort of thing. But unfortunately, they keep getting caught funding terrorism as one of their secondary activities. What's even more stunning, though, in all of this is that Prime Minister Trudeau, knowing full well that this organization is a problem, has actually gone to do volunteer work for them so he can get his picture taken showing how he helps Islamic Relief. So the idea that, you know, the government of Canada wasn't aware of who Islamic Relief was or is not aware of their activities is, is just nonsense. Um, this is a known problem, but yet we go ahead and do it anyway. And one would think that uh, Ms. Khalid would know what the organization is about if the money is being directed toward them, and uh, part, part of the rationale is M103. Yes, well, it's interesting. I mean, this is supposed to be anti-Islamophobia, but um, maybe Ikra Khalid could, you know, if she was actually serious about Islamophobia, maybe she could start denouncing some of the organizations that fund terrorism in Canada, although that's unlikely to happen. For instance, Ikra Khalid announced her candidacy for the Liberal Party and her seat as an MP at the Islamic Society of North America, which just about a year and a half before that had lost its charity status for, guess what, funding terrorism. Uh, also worth noting, just on offside, that uh, Ikra Khalid claims that she wrote the Constitution for the Muslim Student Association at York University, which very clearly defines itself as both Salafist um, and uh, it defines itself quite clearly as a Salafist organization that supports Sharia. So it's not like Ikra Khalid is a babe in the woods or she's a stranger to these issues. In fact, her entire political career and student career are wrapped up in them. So for her to claim ignorance in anything like this would just be like virtually impossible. Any of the other political parties mentioned uh, anything about this, Tom? Uh, so far, we've seen pretty much stunning silence. It's getting picked up, as you mentioned, in some of the overseas press. 
Uh, and I have, I've actually had somebody in the United Arab Emirates, United Arab Emirates, call me and say, "Well, this must be a mistake. This can't be happening." And I said, "No, in fact, it's real." Um, so far, however, from what I can tell, uh, stunning silence from the government of Canada. And uh, remind us, please, how we can access your blog. Um, there is something we're working on right now. The Quiggin Report is a podcast. Uh, episode 17 and 18 both deal exactly with this issue of funding Islamic relief uh, through the M103 anti-Islamophobia thing. And then we also have been examining how uh, Islamic relief is being funded through the Canada Summer Jobs Program, where there is also a large amount of money going to organizations which are known to be either in favor of funding terrorism, have funded terrorism, or have terrorist groups as their parent organizations. And I take it you'd be more than happy to speak with uh, MP Khalid on this program anytime if she wants to. Oh, <laughs> Roy, that would be a wonderful thing. I have a lot of questions I would like to ask her. All right, Tom, thank you for the time. Cheers. Thanks, Roy. Tom Quiggin. If you look for the Quiggin Report, you will find it, unfortunately, not on YouTube, because when Tom's first um, report on the Quiggin Report was going to be on free speech, they decided that they weren't going to allow it on because, well, I guess the only conclusion I can draw is free speech. The driver of the semi-truck involved in the crash with the bus carrying the Humboldt Broncos is facing 29 criminal charges. And then there's the man who was charged with improperly touching teenage girls in an Edmonton wave pool and was declared not guilty by the judge. Scott Newark, former Alberta prosecutor, former executive director of the Canadian Police Association and professor at Simon Fraser University, joins us with his thoughts on those two stories after this.